Hello, this is Pastor Bibish, lead pastor of Green Pastures Church, coming to you with the word of the living God today. I am so glad that you are able to join. I pray that what you hear today touches you, opens your understanding to the knowledge of God, challenges you to be the best you, deepens your relationship with God, and causes you to live in victory. Let's hear the word. the glory we bless your name Jesus we bless your name King of Kings hallelujah hallelujah in Jesus name in Jesus mighty name we bless the Lord this morning for his goodness and faithfulness hallelujah for the grace that we have to be accepted in his presence hallelujah we bless the Lord in this atmosphere of praise and worship charged with the power of God. We are going to read the word of God in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. We've been trying to preach this message for a few weeks now. I believe the Lord is doing great things in our midst and there are things that only God can do. Hallelujah. And we just want to be available and allow him to do what only him can do dig your well has been our subject of of sharing for the past few weeks today we say last week we said dig your well prime the atmosphere not much was said about it but I think the title itself and the few words that the Lord had allowed us to share I think and set your mind and let you know what the Lord expected from us today we say dig your well reset the room hallelujah reset the room reading from Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5 I had the uh grace to explore different versions of the Bible in reading trying to understand with my human understanding as I allowed the Spirit of the Lord to help me discern in the Spirit what the Lord want us to grasp from this passage so I'll read the same verse in about six versions of the Bible and it's important please bear with me Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 from the New King James Version the Bible says the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty then the message Bible puts it this way. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. The classical version of the Amplified Bible says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance and advantage. But everyone who acts in haste comes surely to poverty. 
then I was adventurous enough to read uh, the CJB version, which is the Jewish Bible. And it says, the plans of the diligent lead only to abundance. But all who rush in arrive only to want. Boy, I like the way they put it. Then I ventured a little bit further away and I read from the CPDD Bible, which is the Catholic Public Domain Bible. And it says the intentions of the robust continually bring forth abundance. But all the lazy are continually in need. Boy. And the last version is the ERV version. Easy to read version. And uh, ERV says, Careful planning leads to profit. Acting too quickly leads to poverty. Every individual version leads our mind in wording the same passage differently, opening our understanding, bringing in a few words here and there to help us grasp the truth. Hallelujah. To tickle a little bit our mind and, and help us associate words to the things that God has set ahead of us. Hallelujah. To help us plan, to help us figure out certain things, to help us maybe remove some clutter of thoughts that sometimes occupy our minds too quickly, too often, and stop us from seeing the th clearly the things that we need to focus on. I intentionally read uh, to you all these visions uh, as they were part of my meditation as i was seeking understanding people of god the last two past few weeks we'll be talking about wisdom wisdom uh, is to be loved is to be desired it is to be acquired is to be cherished is to be something to walk around with hallelujah and today i am telling you that there is such wisdom that is in the word of god that should lead us to prosperity that should lead us to freedom to that should lead us to abundance but sometimes uh, we act too quickly we act without understanding we act without wisdom and we are led to want to need to poverty and to whatever way the bible has set it we've been saying dig your well and this is a passage that uncover for us a certain wisdom that when we understand this wisdom there's many things in life we want and desire that we will surely come to see the realization of it if we can only allow this word to speak to us the key thought in this in this uh, uh, teaching is uh, the concept of preparedness hallelujah being prepared being ready for life being ready for the next step dig your well before you thirsty thirst will come need will come poverty will come checking if we are ready for him sickness and disease issues problems will not spare anyone but are you prepared to face them are you prepared to overcome are you prepared to be a victor and not be a victim of circumstances that life cannot help but encountering 
I think the desire of God for this whole year, for us at Green Pastor Church, and I believe for many people of God, is just to awaken our senses, to awaken our mind, to awaken our faith, that despite the things that we are surrounded with, despite the things that come to hit us even by surprise, there are people who are mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, sometimes even physically prepared, that regardless of the storm, they will always survive. Are you prepared as a survivor? Are you prepared? To shake off the things that the world will not hesitate to throw at you. We cannot control every circumstance in life. But your preparation will make a difference if you will survive or perish. May the Lord help us understand these things. In digging your well, the wisdom contained here is to bring us to the uh, understanding of how important water is. Hallelujah. In this proverb, in this wisdom, water is being used as uh, what, and it is surely one of the uh, greatest common substance that the whole earth needs. Human needs water. Our earth needs water most of the things we make fabricate live by live for are made out of water or at least with water water has been at the center of the rise and fall of many civilizations for centuries hallelujah if you remember well for those who remember the history courses or those who are still going it through it uh, you know that first great civilizations arose uh, hallelujah around the valleys uh, of great rivers for example the nile valley of egypt the indus valley of india and 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 the trigis Euphrates valley of mesopotamia and and maybe like pastor you're going back to history i'm just telling you how important water has been despite its glory if you remember history, you will know that the Sumerian civilization of Mesopotamia perished due to improper management of its water supply. And on a personal note, sometimes we don't even drink enough water. That was just me. It has nothing to do with my teaching today. I'm just saying, while we're talking about water, sometimes we don't drink enough water. And we need it. Your body needs it. Your health needs it. Hallelujah. That was just me thinking while I'm preaching. Praise the Lord. Somebody laughed at me once because I tell the people water is not necessarily my favorite drink. And because I knew that most of the time I will forget to drink water, I had put for, for a little while some alarms every two hours for me to drink water. Literally my phone will ring. And somebody, if you look at it, is going to say, drink water. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You see, we do not know the importance of something until there is a so shortage for that thing. Hallelujah. For some of you, you live in countries where water flows. You go, and, and, and sometimes I will yell at my children. Somebody is still brushing their teeth, doing I don't know what. Water is already running in the tub as if it's, it needs to 
just be there waiting for them to be ready. And sometimes you hear other things in the bathroom clack clacking like water in the sink going on and then something flashing. I don't want to go into details where the water is running in the shower. I'm like, are you in the shower or on the other side of town? Because we don't think about it. Now you go into countries and places where there is scarcity of water. You will never see them wash one spoon and let the water run for five minutes. We do those things because we don't understand the need for it. But the day the need for it comes, you will drink even sewage water because you are in need. The Bible says because needs will come, it's better for you to be prepared. It is for better for you to think ahead of time. I think that uh, in big gatherings, most of the time, they have ambulances and uh, doctors on site, not because they plan for people to fall just because they, no, no, most of the time it's heat stress or heat wave because of dehydration. If people can just be hydrated, they will not seriously fall sick or faint. What am I trying to tell you here? That because water is important, because there are things beside water in our lives that are important, that sustain life, that when thirst comes, I can just reach out and use it. The wisdom during this season of teaching is dig your well because thirst will come. But then when it will come, it will find you with water by just your side or within reach. Water is the wisdom or the thought we're using. But I'm saying that there are many things in our life that we need to be prepared for. Many circumstances in our life that we need to be prepared for. For the past month, we had talked about dig your well in our life groups. I think we said that so many times. And I hope you all have uh, received something from it. The wisdom that we want to share once more is to being prepared. The power to overcome future challenges with today's choices. And that power, though God has already given it to you. God has put in you the capacity, the ability to prepare for tomorrow. He has set people around you. He has set circumstances in a way that if you are wise, you will be able to identify that God has allowed this into my life to prepare me for the next level. Every time you are faced with challenges, don't see it as a way for God to break you, but see it as the way for God to prepare you for what's ahead. Digging a well requires strength, requires instrument hallelujah for digging it requires patience i don't think you will hit the ground two times and find water many times you have to dig deeper lower and lower hallelujah and sometimes you don't just want to, to dig just a little bit you have to dig big enough for you to be able to go in there and out hallelujah it requires strategy it requires thinking that you don't uh, fall into the deep and don't know how to come back 
I, I could spend more time telling you how to dig a well, but I am just telling you that God will allow things. Um, he will give you people, things, uh, circumstances, uh, instruments, uh, and abilities, and, and gifts. Some of us even think that we, we have certain gifts just for us to brag. Let the other people know, I can read, I can do this, uh, I am able to do that, uh, that people like me, and so on. Maybe people like you because there is something God wants to do through you for people. Or even for yourself. Hallelujah. I think I was telling the ladies during our past ladies meeting. And I'm like, everything that God has done has a purpose. Everything that God has done has a purpose. Even your beauty has a purpose. Hallelujah. It has a purpose. Because God sees beyond what we see. God sees the greater good. In each one of us. So whatever asset you think that you have, it is for God's glory and is to be used for your next level. Everything God gives you is a gift for next level. Hallelujah. It is a gift for where you are going, for the things that God wants to accomplish with you. God has placed in each one of us the power to overcome future challenges with today's choice. You have today. Today is a gift from God. Today's experiences, today's challenges, it's a gift from God. Maybe you've done things in the past and they didn't work out. Hallelujah. But don't see those as failures that brought you down. See them as possibilities. Hallelujah. As ways that God told you, next time don't go there. Hallelujah. Next time don't try that. Or next time do it this way. Hallelujah. The problem we have sometimes as people is that we dispute wisdom. We argue with wisdom. We challenge the wisdom of God. May the Lord help us in searching for habits. I don't know. Some of you, you only search YouTube when you want to know how to cook how to do makeup, and how to do your own oil change. There's everything on YouTube. How to run your camera, how to fix your phone without paying for it. There's everything on YouTube and on the net. Don't judge me if I tell you. I was looking on the net on an easy, yes, easy, I said the word, and an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can search those things online too. So I came across the story of a man called Oswald Nichols from Mississippi. This guy is an IT developer. And he has a certain habit that might sound very easy and uh, too simple to what's the point. This guy, he calls his approach resetting the room. So, for instance, every time he finishes to watch TV, he will turn off the TV and place the remote on the TV stand. 
not like Savoyau. Just throw it somewhere and then in the morning, we have to move the couches to find the remote. I'm just saying. Every time he stands from his chairs, he arranges the pillows on his couch. He folds the blanket if he needed, if he used one. That's my habit. My kids call it OCD. I don't know what that means. And I don't want to know. They give me funny names that I refuse to search. When he leaves his car, he throws away all the trash that he can find and use. Whenever he takes a shower, he will wipe down. Did I say wipe down? My kids are listening to this sermon. He will wipe down the toilet. Wipe the shower. And clean everything. Before he gets out of the bathroom. As he notes, he says the perfect time to clean the toilet is right before you wash yourself in the shower anyways. So that means that I'm not going to wash myself in a dirty thing. That means it needs to be clean in order to be used, right? So the, the philosophy between before this guy is every time I leave a place, I will clean it up. You see, and for him... It's not only that I am cleaning up because I want to leave it clean. No, no, no. He cleans it up so that he will find it clean when he comes next time. So he sets the room, not for now, because now he's used it already. Are you understanding? But the room is set for next time. He makes provision for tomorrow. For the next time he comes to use the same thing. That if he needs the remote, he knows exactly where it is. It's not like some of us, every time somebody needs to come into your car, you start fixing things. Oh, sorry. I, I had McDonald's yesterday. I promise it was not from last week. No, it's okay. Please let me. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the story for another day. Nobody can pop up in your house by surprise. You gotta let the guests wait for 15 minutes outside. Because they are chaos to be put together. That's not even part of my preaching today. I'm just saying. But, but this guy, the purpose of resetting the room is to be prepared for the next step. That means he puts order in his life today so that tomorrow he does not have to live in chaos. So that tomorrow he does not have to Juggle. Can you imagine he comes the next day tired? Will he have time to fix it? But he's always glad that whenever he had the strength, he did it already. What am I trying to tell you today, people of God? The power of you getting to the next level sometimes is on how you shape and prepare your environment. The ability to see clearly when you need to get things done depends on how prepared is your environment. And sometimes we don't pay attention to that. We don't pay attention to that. Is your life in order? Is the habits you, are the habits you have today prepare you for tomorrow's victory? Are the things that you are doing today lead you to 
riches or to poverty, to sickness or to healing, to strength or to, to weakness. All these choices are within reach. But we have to set the room. We have to set the room for tomorrow. We have to set our hearts for tomorrow. We have to be prepared for the challenges ahead of us. And do you know that we have to be prepared for the miracles of tomorrow? Some of us are not even able to recognize miracles because too much chaos, too much mess. Sometimes the things that we need are within reach, but we cannot see them because there's too much disorder, disorganized, and necessary things into our life. Today, I am just saying in digging your well, put order back into your life. Hallelujah. You know, the people who go to the store and buy things and buy things and they don't organize them in a certain way. Sometimes you have uh, that red blouse uh, and they tell you we need red blouses today. You, there, there's so much disorder. There's so much chaos that the red blouse has been sitting there for 12 months and touched and looked at. I don't even know if that's a good word. But then you look within the mess. No courage to fix. No courage to see beyond. You go to the store and buy another one. Before you know it, you have five red blouses. You have the same time, same color, same pattern. Somebody looked at something in the store before like, hmm, this thing looks familiar. I like it though. I'm like, you have it. That's why it looks familiar. Because I remember you having something like this. Let's put order. Let's reset the room. Let's prepare ourselves. Let's rethink our environment. Do you know that uh, the power of the environment can shape your behavior? Hallelujah. Your environment, it, it, there's something that emanates, emanates from your environment that, that shapes the way you think, the way you do things. Hallelujah. I know this does not happen to everybody, but some of us who have supposedly OCD, there are times when, literally, if my room is not in order, I can't pray. Literally, I'll be praying with distraction, like my head will be praying, and then all of a sudden, I'll stand up and fix this. And so, to avoid that, I'll fix my bedroom as if it was a hotel room, with even the pillows standing in a certain way, so that I am not tempted to go fix anything. Hallelujah. So, you are not, are not tempted. Because when there is order in my environment, it seems like it gives my mind a certain calm that helps me operate properly. When things are not right, it, it makes me uncomfortable somehow, somewhere. And I reset it so that whenever I need to come to my room, I feel good being there. I feel productive being there. I feel fulfilled being there. Hallelujah. Because that's where I think. That's where I sit. That's where I pray. That's where I go and reflect. And I need that environment to be clean so that it can give me the behavior I need. Not feeling 
offset and balance and so on and so forth. So he can give me the calm I need to think right and to pray right. Reset your room. Reset your life. Hallelujah. Resetting the room is one way of putting power back in your own hands. Hallelujah. Sorting out things into your life is one way of putting power back into your hands. You are able to see everything. You are able to think clearly. You are able to reach anything and everything into your life. Hallelujah. When there's too much chaos, you have too many friends, too many best friends to whom you have said everything. Now you don't know how to control damage when damage is being done. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. You say too many words. Talk too much. Don't know where you said what. Difficult to even reset certain things. Avoid chaos in your language. Avoid chaos in your thoughts. Avoid chaos in your environment. Reset the room. Reset the room. Last week we talked about priming the atmosphere. Prepare your atmosphere for the miracles that are ahead. Hallelujah. Is your life ready for the next miracle God is about to do for you? Is your life ready for the level of elevation you've been praying for? Some of you, it's too scandalous for God to even bring you higher because the shame will be too great. I say reset your room today. You still have habits that you don't want anybody to know. I say reset your room today. Too many boxes and intended for that if anybody ever open it, oof, mm-mm. The way we consider you will not consider you that way. I say reset your room today. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. Be diligent in your planning. Think ahead. Think of your future. Hallelujah. I think I've said this a few times. Sometimes we take, you take your children to a restaurant to a nice place teach them how to have manners on the table not because it annoys you for them to behave okay it annoys me sometimes but also you're preparing them for tomorrow it is not when they're gonna sit with some big shots that you pull them aside oh my gosh you have a meeting tomorrow with a CEO okay this is how you use a fork this is how you touch your knife no 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 it's too late you prepare them before they get there so that it's a second nature so that they don't have to think about it. Can you imagine if I get to a table and all I have to think in my head, oh my gosh, is this the fish knife or is this the, the butter knife? Or uh, Do you think I'm going to have a normal conversation? Then the CEO wants to look at or hear the wisdom he heard you have, but you are too worried to, 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 to figure out what spoon and what table to, what, uh, 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 where to put your glass on the right or on the left. I say prepare today for tomorrow's glory. A woman called Elizabeth Gilbert made a statement that I liked very much and I kind of 
highlighted into my notes. He said, I'm making space for the unknown future to fill up my life with yet to come surprises. I am making space for the unknown future to fill up my life with yet to come surprises. I want to let somebody know that the Lord is not out of surprises for you. There are miracles he wants to do for you. There's great things God wants to do with you and for you. There's places you've never been God wants you to go there. There are doors that God will open that you never thought possible. There are places, rooms, and cities, and countries that God wants you to explore you never explored before. But it will take you to make room for the future, to reset your room today, to reset your life so that you are prepared for what's ahead. I've been praying and say, God, prepare me for the surprises. Hallelujah. I don't want the surprises to give me a heart attack. No, no, no. I want them to rejoice me so I can walk into them and enjoy. May the Lord set this word into your spirit today, into your heart. May God give you a sense of preparedness. You see, legacy needs to be prepared. Greatness is prepared. There are blessings we stumble onto by God's grace. But if we cannot, if we are not prepared, if we are not set the right way, if there is too many things around our lives and we cannot focus, then we miss great opportunities. I pray that God, in his infinite mercy and goodness, help us be prepared. For the next level. Despite the chaos. The unknown. The uncertainty that our lives are surrounded with every single day. God always has a plan. He always has a purpose. And for those who will know how to prepare with diligence. On the other side of town. Or the side of the river. Wherever God is crossing you. It is riches. It is glory. It is elevation. And not poverty not lack and not despair if you only grasp the wisdom that God has given to us. Hallelujah. There are a lot of things that people applaud us today for. They don't know where God has taken you from. Hallelujah. Somebody was telling me you must be a proud parent. Have a couple of kids graduating this May and June. Hallelujah. And I'm like, there are things that God set into your heart to do and you do them. The rest you leave them to God. Things don't just happen. You prepare for them. You prepare for them. You guide. You do your part. You remove clutter. You remove uh, distractions. Praise the Lord. And God will see you through. A diligent person who's prepared. A better prepared mother is a good mother. A prepared man is a better man. A prepared student is a great student. Hallelujah. Let's be prepared for life. Today I say reset the room. Reset for tomorrow. Look into the room today. The things that can be a hazard for tomorrow. That can be unhealthy for tomorrow. That can be 
a liability for tomorrow. Get rid of it. Put things back in place and allow God to work miracles that only God can do. Reset the room. Reset your life. Maybe this is a call to repentance. Maybe this is a call to restoration. Maybe this is a call to deliverance. Maybe this is a call to rise and say, God, laziness is no longer my portion. I want to be diligent. I want to be strong. Procrastination is no longer my portion. I want to rise and do today what is due today. Whatever thing you plan to do with this word, may the Lord give you the strength you need to do just that. Let us pray. Yahweh, we give you glory and praise for your goodness and your loving kindness, O oh God. We thank you, King of Kings, for allowing us to hear this word. Looking into our habits, into our thoughts, into our environment, we know that there's room for improvement. And so many times we have prayed for miracles we are not prepared for. We have prayed for change in our status, change in our lifestyle, change for the things we do. But we are not prepared for those changes. Now we come humbly at your feet today and pray, God, open our eyes that we will see the things that need to be removed, things that need to be organized into our lives. My God, we pray today that you help us. Consider our ways and throw to waste what needs to be wasted and prioritize the things that need to be prioritized. Help us reset our room, our lives, our hearts. Help us reset. Bring order. Bring order. My God, you have set into my heart to pray for people who have felt like they have wasted time. They have been through things and they have been places and they have tried so many things and they come at the crossroad into their lives and wonder where has the time gone? Where have all the effort that I have put forth produced? I pray for them today, Lord. I pray, God, that you help them reset their lives. That they will not count the past as loss, but as lessons for a better tomorrow. Look into our lives, O oh God, and we say, have mercy on us. For the dirt, the mess, the things we've allowed. Have mercy on us, O oh God, for the doors we opened when we're not supposed to open, for the doors we closed when we're not supposed to close them. My God, for the things we allowed in our environment, things we've allowed in our rooms that were not supposed to be there. My God, people that we've allowed in our lives that were supposed to be there just temporary and then move on. We kept them and it became a toxic environment for our growth. My God, we say sorry. We try to bring logic to explain certain behavior that we have had and refuse the hard work of getting rid of those behaviors. But we come crying out to you, oh God, humbly seeking your face. Have mercy on us, O oh God, and give us the strength and the wisdom to dig the well today before we thirsty. My God, to have solutions 
in hand before problems arise. Help us reset the room for tomorrow. Help us, Lord. And I pray that the Spirit of God will continue to bring clarity and understanding to the hearts of the people of God as they re-listen or re-meditate on this word today. All we know that, God, we are weak, but we bank on your strength. When we are tired, we lean on you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, let those who feel oppressed, depressed, left out, burned out, tired, exhausted, be strengthened by the power of God this morning or this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak strength. We speak power. We speak structure. We speak godly strategy. We speak the power of the Holy Ghost, the favor of God in the hearts and the lives of the people of God today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak healing in our hearts, our minds, our thoughts. I speak restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, we pray for those who are sick among us. Those who are in pain, we speak healing. We speak God's touch. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Be restored. Be strengthened. In the mighty name of Jesus. For those who lack, those who need, we speak provision, open doors, great opportunities. In Jesus' mighty name. To all those who have been faithful in giving, in the tithes, the offering, the first fruit. Whatever God lay put into their hands, they share with others. I speak blessings, overflowing blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak increase. In Jesus name. I speak open doors. Greater opportunities. In the powerful name of Jesus. I speak into a student. Many of them are going through the finals. I speak supernatural strength. Divine capacity. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak intelligence and common intelligence. In Jesus mighty name. I speak favor. Hallelujah. With the professors. My God and the staff. Wherever they go to school. In Jesus mighty name. Open doors. Oh God. Let their testimony be great. In Jesus mighty name. My God, many of our high schoolers, our middle schoolers, and our elementary school kids are going back to school full-time. No longer remote, many of them. My God, we pray for your protection. We pray for your covering. In the name of Jesus, and those who stay home, cover them as well. Protect them. May they continue to learn. In Jesus' mighty name. Let every family be blessed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. Keep us one in the love of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. We are always praying for you. If you joined the broadcast a little late, did not get, get an opportunity to give, the giving instructions should be on your screen for a few more minutes. God bless you. We love you. We are always praying for you. May May be a great month for you. A month of open doors and great breakthroughs. May you rejoice and have many reasons 
to testify of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Next Friday is Ruah. Hallelujah. It is our night of prayer and worship. We'll be praying and fasting from Wednesday all the way into Friday to prepare. Yes, preparedness, to prepare for God's glory on Friday. Amen. So God bless you. More instructions will be sent to you or as on how we're going to pray, fast, meet, and then we meet for Ruach on Friday at 8 p.m. on all platforms. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed. It has been such a joy sharing the word of God with you today. I pray that you experience the power of God through his word. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please consider making a donation to ensure that the word of God continues to be made available to our enrichment. Thank you for listening.